It must be Thursday. Welcome to Learning Unwrapped, the podcast about your most important life skill, learning. I recorded two prior podcasts that explained how I see student choice and voice in the classroom and the fact that before you can even get to student choice and voice, you must first get students simply talking. I call it student expression. So I'm all about student expression, choice, and voice. And the way that we enhance student expression in the classroom is by unlocking the potential of the content. That was an earlier podcast. Unlocking the potential of the learner. And that was another podcast. And now unlocking the potential of the teacher. I actually developed this concept of the new superpowers of teachers during the pandemic when teachers were trying so hard to teach their classes through video conferencing. But I realized that it applies as beautifully back in the physical classroom as well. So there are several issues that I have with whole class introduction of content. I know, I know, I'm swimming upstream here. Many people's answer to long, boring lectures that lose students is to offer short ones. I just say, don't teach new content from the front of the room ever. I know that's a bold statement. Okay, don't turn off the podcast. We just got started. Hear me out. When you attempt to cover new content from the front of the room as a teacher, you can feel good that you presented a great lesson, but you cannot necessarily feel good about whether or not all students are learning. And sure, you can ask some facilitation questions, but you're not gathering data from all the learners and students may not be forthcoming on how they're feeling about what you're teaching. And the idea that if students didn't follow along, take notes and get it, well, that's on them. Well, read my book on executive function as the missing link to student achievement. It turns out that we don't fully develop the part of the brain that handles executive function and higher order reasoning skills, uh, self-management until the age of 25. So we can't afford to even write off our college students for not getting the content we're presenting. We have to act as facilitators of learning to meet each student where they are and take them to the next place. That's the role of the teacher. So as teachers, we need to create the conditions for learning. When a teacher presents new content, some students are immediately making sense of it based on a number of personal conditions, such as background knowledge, strength in auditory processing, etc. Some students are taking copious notes, not wanting to miss one word the teacher says. But sadly, when you take notes, you don't hear. You listen but you don't hear. Well, maybe that's a funny way to put it, but in other words, you hear the words. I, I, I had someone once call it a pencil pathology. The words go in your ear, down your arm, and out onto the paper, but you don't really make sense of what is being said. So what happens is you take all of these notes and then you have to go home and read them later in order to make sense of it. If the teacher asks a question in the middle of the of the lesson, you're running back looking through your notes to see if you have some trigger that'll help you find the answer because you don't really know what the teacher is even saying. Now, some students may just be lost and feeling badly about themselves as learners, which can lead to boring or acting out. So I suggest unlocking the true potential of the teacher through a three-step process that does not begin with teaching the content from the front of the room. First, 
You're going to offer a short lesson. Okay, yes, whole class, front of the room, but not to teach the content. You just want a short lesson. And by short, it could be two minutes, three minutes, five minutes, maybe 10 minutes. Don't go too far. And if you want, you could even create this as a video and not even offer it as a live lesson. Up to you. I call it a benchmark lesson because it's a benchmark along the way in our learning. What you want to do is hook the student and intrigue them so that you build a felt need for them to learn. You don't teach the content itself. You just share some scenarios, facts, statistics that will get students to want to learn. Did you know while you're sitting there or perhaps you're walking, listening to the podcast, or you might even be driving 60 miles an hour? In reality, you are moving at a speed of about 2.2 million kilometers per hour. It turns out that the whole earth is moving at a speed of about 2.2 million kilometers per hour. And we're not alone. Every galaxy, everything in space is flying through space, being pulled by tremendous gravity toward one spot that is 220 million light years away. It's called the Great Attractor. Okay, now if that doesn't get you asking questions and wanting to Google it, I don't know what will, but that's an example of a hook to get students interested in the content. So you start with that short benchmark lesson, either live or video, to get the students interested in the content and saying, oh, I want to learn this. Next, you provide them with an activity list of a few learning activities, preferably differentiated. This could include texts, videos, websites, learning centers, a variety of ways to learn a little bit more about this content. You could find these activities on the internet or you could design them yourselves um, or record, you know, you could record your own video or you could find other videos, whatever it is. But the key is to let the students start to grapple with the content on their own. Let them get a little bit of knowledge under their belt, so to speak. Then you bring them together for a whole group discussion. This is the key. So first you got them intrigued enough so that they would want to go off and follow the activity list. And now you're bringing them back together for a whole group discussion. Small group discussions are even better if you can work that out, but whatever works for you. Now as a teacher, you're going to use your new superpowers. First, be an explorer. Ask questions that cause students to explore what they're learning. Ask them what they found, what intrigues them, what else they want to know. Get them talking about the content and they'll have something to say because they've already done a little bit of learning on their own. This is much different than when students are coming to hear you for the first time presenting brand new information. Now they've got a little knowledge. Next, be an analyst. Delve more deeply into the content to really get them thinking about it. Pull it apart a little bit. Ask how they can use this knowledge in their lives. Then be a synthesizer. Okay, this is where you get to offer that whole class lesson, if you will. As you glean information from the students who are talking um, about the content, now you solidify it for them. Draw out the processes, name the key terms and concepts, put the notes on the board. Fundamentally, ensure that students are learning what you expected them to learn. But the beauty is instead of them seeing it there for the first time, they're going to be saying, right, right, I remember that. And oh, right, yeah. And but what about? And then they might have questions to ask you to really solidify that. Oftentimes when teachers are presenting that content first, 
even if a student has a question, they feel like, oh, you know, maybe it's a stupid question. I better not ask it. Like, I don't want to look like a fool. Whereas if they're actually engaged in talking about the content, they're more likely to throw out a question. Finally, be a catalyst and ask those questions that will promote further inquiry and learning. Set them up for your next learning. The beauty of this approach is that students get to learn in ways that make the most sense for them. Visual, auditory, hands-on, watch a video and take some notes, watch a video four times, whatever it takes. Then when the students join you for that whole class lesson, they now have something to say. When you ask a question, you should see more hands in the air than ever before. If you promote students talking to one another, you'll have them conversing as a group about the content. Unlock the potential of the teacher. So just to recap all three podcasts, before you even get to student choice and voice, you have to start with student expression. And you achieve that through these three interrelated avenues, unlocking the potential of the content, unlocking the potential of the learner, and unlocking the potential of the teacher. Beyond that, I promise a future podcast on student choice and student voice. Well, that's a wrap. I'm glad you could join me. I hope you'll subscribe, like, and share this podcast and help me spread the word about the power of learning. Till next time.